Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Chunkies podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges. This podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Go to batman-on-film.com for all the latest, greatest, coolest news this side of the dark multiverse. Hey, and speaking of the dark multiverse, we are talking Dark Knight's Metal, which is a uh, one hell of a wild story. And <laughs> to help me uh, sit through the, the craziness, is uh, is Ricky Church from Flickering Myth. Thank you so much for joining me today, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you doing? Fantastic. Uh, so I'm realizing this is your first time on the Four Comic Junkies show. You were on uh, Spider-Man Book Club. And, yes, I uh, was. Mm-hmm. So the rules are a little different here um, in the <laughs> sense that Really not that different now that I think about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we curse a little bit more over here. So if you're willing, if you're, if you want to, you're allowed to. Um, but uh, Dark Knight's Metal, I think, is, you know, to me, it, it's one of those events I, I think about like um, Infinite Crisis or Blackest Night, Blackpoint, even these, these really cool DC events that were hyped up and just like for me at least lived up to the hype because there's really great stories, really imaginative, fun, just you know, ball to the wall, crazy superhero action. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's your kind of you know, secret origin when it comes to this story in particular? Uh well I was um uh in, in love with Scott Snyder's Batman run. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when when it was first announced that, like, Scott Snyder would be leading his own, like, big DC event, I was like, oh, okay, I'm on board with that. Because, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. you know, he's, uh, like, whatever he does is usually, like, really, really good. And he does a lot of, like, interesting concepts and cool character work. And um, the little bits in his Batman run where, um, you know, he he gets to play with, like, uh, other characters from DC. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, like for instance, uh, in the Endgame arc. And uh, Mm -hmm. the the very first issue is, like, the Justice League teaming up against Batman. Brainwashed by by this thing. And, And you get to see how, like, Snyder's take on... Like not necessarily the Justice League because like they're all brainwashed in this instance, but like you know, like uh, his take on them, but also his take on how Batman like would defeat each one of them. Yep, yep. Like that that was really cool. Um, and so so yeah, I, I was uh, yeah, I was pretty excited that um. You know, he'd be kind of taking charge of uh, a big event um, like like metal, and uh, um, that it, it would have like its own lead in with um, you know the the like dark days specials uh, mm-hmm. before this, and that uh, it would still kind of like continue on from where he left off in his Batman run. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that, I, that's my origin for this like i I was pretty excited like kind of from the beginning and that and 
I, I had read, uh, you know, Snyder's run, like right when the first issue came out all the way to, uh, you know, his last issue. And even, even before Batman, like when he was doing American vampire, that was the, uh, the first series that like, uh, um, caught my eye from him. So yeah. when I heard that he was on Batman, I was like, Oh, okay. That's really cool. So he yeah. does a, with this story, he does a good job of of tying in some stuff that had happened way back uh, with Grant Morrison's run. Yeah, mm-hmm. with you know the uh, the return of Bruce Wayne stuff, you know, and uh, and even um, uh, Jeff Johns' Justice League run, you know, with yeah. like the, the the baby dark side, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, which I love seeing. I've seen cosplayers dressed as Batman and have like. Little baby, yeah, dark baby side. carrier, yeah, like a baby, baby dark Bjorn. Side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, nice. I see cosplayers do that. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, and, and I like that because I feel like sometimes with these big events, they can feel disconnected from everything else. But this one really made a point to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it it ties into like you know there was Justice League tie-ins, there were one shots about all the different Dark Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there were stories about, you know, like the, the Gotham Uprising and stuff like that. Um, and I didn't read every single one of them, you know, because that's that's already like yeah, it it, it was <laughs> it was a surprisingly expansive uh, event, like yeah, lots of tie-ins and, and stuff like that. Like that's usually uh like reserved for like a big name like jeff johns when when jeff right. johns does uh a big series there's gonna be loads of tie-ins like, like there were with um like sinestro core war there was like you know mm-hmm. kind of a, the the tales of sinestro core but even that like wasn't quite as expansive blackest night was uh had a lot more um yeah mini series or or things like that but uh uh yeah so <laughs> um this was this one had like a ridiculous number of tie-ins and yep. like you i didn't read all of them i read i read more of them um in trade paperback when, when they came sure. out I, I picked a couple of those up but uh yeah, um, to to your point about Grant Morrison, I am also a huge fan of Grant Morrison's run mm-hmm. on Batman, like just uh, crazy good. So when you know reading uh, Dark Knight's Metal, like the first or second issue, and it's like, oh, there's things here that are tying into Grant Morrison's story. Yep. I was I was even more in because um like yeah uh return of Bruce Wayne like I love that little mini series like of Bruce jumping between all these different points in time and iterations of, of Batman and like you know cowboy Batman <laughs> you know detective noir Batman yep like. yep so, yeah uh, yeah so so I was I was. Yeah, pretty uh, excited that like Snyder was kind of going to be tying in into those, especially since Snyder was the. Uh, actually, I'm trying to think. He he was the immediate writer after Grant Morrison, right? Like, 
Like, uh, when Grant Morrison and like I know Grant Morrison kind of continued on after the new Fifty Two started with Batman Inc. But um, no, he well uh, Morrison did Batman Inc. up until the new Fifty Two. Yeah, it came back later. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it like was the second volume of it where, where yeah, they finished it, out the story. Right, because it, it, yeah. it was uh, it was Morrison and then Tony Daniel took over for Batman. That's right. Yes, yeah. Tony Daniel did a a little. Yeah, yeah, he did about a dozen issues or so in between them. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and Snyder was doing um, Detective. He did the Black Mirror story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the New Fifty Two and Daniel and Snyder switch for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I I was a big fan of Snyder stuff right from the beginning with his Batman stuff and even with his Swamp Thing run, which I think is uh, severely mm-hmm. underrated. Uh, his yeah. thing stuff was fantastic in the new 52 and and here he gets to really just explore everything about the dc universe you know we go to you know we go out to thanagar we're in the the dark multiverse you know we're mm. we're in the savage land right you know we're uh, and and all these concepts that i think were kind of lost a little bit right you know like even like hawkman and hawkgirl play big parts in this but they weren't around for a while uh, yeah. with the comics. And then, because uh, this was after uh, after Rebirth, even. So this was you know, a mm-hmm. couple of relaunches later. And it's funny because, you know, and I don't want to harp too much on it, but whereas when I was rereading uh, Metal, I was like, man, this is, this is epic and exciting and fun. This is just, this is what comics should be. And, and there's kind of a greater theme at play, you know, that Snyder's talked about, which we'll get into. You know, and I really love that. Whereas, like death metal, I I remember read I read like the first two or three issues, and I was lost. I was so confused. Yeah. I have not even revisited it because I was just yeah. so like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on?" In this well, I, it's it's funny because um, I feel like you could pick up metal and kind of read it without much prior knowledge of Snyder's or even Grant Morrison's Batman runs. Yeah. Like, like, like there's a little bit, obviously, but, um, you know, it's largely self-contained, which is funny considering he's right, playing right. with the entire DC multiverse. <laughs> um, right. Right. <laughs> but then with death metal, it's like, yeah, I, I, I agree that, that it's a little more wild. Uh, and I think one of the things is, is that like it, death metal picks up directly from uh, Snyder's justice league and yeah. also like the year of the villain and a couple other like issues or, or stories tied to year of the villain and justice league. So yep. if you didn't read any of those, yeah. Then you would be very lost. I remember, yeah, like picking up, um, like I, I hadn't read all of Snyder's Justice League run at the time, but yeah, when I picked up uh, Death Metal and started reading it, I, I, I was a bit lost because I was like, wait, <laughs> what are they talking about? What's happening? Who's this Perpetua? What, what is going <laughs> on and stuff? Yeah, I, I hadn't gone to that point in the Justice League run yet. So, um, like, I, I thought it was more picking up directly, like, kind of from metal or or even Batman Who Laughs or something. But right, 
Yeah, so I was more confused with Death Metal, and I, I haven't reread it yet either. I think like on a reread, it will hold up better. But um, yeah, yeah, metal metal surprisingly like it it holds up really well. I think it 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 holds up because it's it's first and foremost just a a bonkers fun superhero story where you know like anything can happen and and it also but it also has one of the frustrating elements to me which is the the idea that Snyder and Morrison uh, have done which is that Batman is is damn near invincible and to, <laughs> yeah. to the point where it's a little irritating sometimes where it's like okay like you know, we don't like to think of Batman as being just a man, right? Like he is a superhero, mm. and he has his place among in the Justice League for a reason, for the, with the Trinity for crying out loud, right? Yeah. But when he's, it, sometimes it just gets a little too much. You know, like mm-hmm. he has, you know, Clark grabs him in like you know chapter two or three or whatever, it is and he says, "I know your heartbeat. We're friends. Talk to me. What's going on here?" And they talk for a minute, and then he. Punches a hole through his chest. Turns out it was Clayface the whole time. He'd put a tracker in him to mimic his heartbeat. And, mm. and at that point, I went a little. All right, Scott, that's okay. This <laughs> is a little too much there. I I get what you're doing, and it's cool, but it's also like, like you know, sometimes I. <laughs> it's part of the reason I. It's a completely. It, it's like apples and oranges, but like in the Batman. I, I like seeing Batman get his ass kicked a little bit because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, look at that. There he is. He's human. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it, it, it it's it's kind of nitpicky because Batman is kind of, you know, lost in the dark multiverse for what he thinks is 30 years. And it's really yeah. horrifying. And, and that's another thing that Snyder does that is both uh, like amazing and horrifying when he puts the, our hero through the ringer. And it's like, mm-hmm. not only, like, how long has Batman been down there? Well, he thinks it's 30 years, and it's only been, a you know, like a few days. Yeah. And I think that that stuff really, like, I have a hard time reconciling almost because mm-hmm. I feel so bad for Bruce. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, look at all these terrible things he went through. And then I'm like, wait a minute, that's the point, isn't it? I'm supposed to feel bad for him. I'm supposed to hope that he gets out of there and kicks the shit out of Barbados, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's funny um cuz right when uh the I remember I interviewed Snyder actually when I think like just after the first issue came out and okay. um one of the things that I I asked him was um you know, like that we had, we have seen so many times in, in like so many different Batman stories, like Batman being like, "Oh, you know, I know it's best. Like, I I have to do this myself. I know it's best, and I I don't need your guys' help for your own safety. I'm gonna do it myself, and you know mm-hmm. all this stuff." And uh, I uh, I asked him, like, you know, don't you think like batman would have uh learned his lesson about that now (laughs) considering the number of times trying to do it on his own has backfired Uh uh and uh and uh, he laughed (laughs) and he's like no absolutely not never no because uh thing is batman is the smartest guy in the room about uh 
uh, about like everybody. He he can know the details about everybody except himself mm. uh, because he never wants to like acknowledge his own flaws and stuff like that. So so it's uh, I found I found that interesting and interesting and um, you you do see that a bit in this like throughout his run, but like in this story in particular, especially when you know he he comes out of those 30 years and then he starts to kind of like you know yeah he's a bit more willing to to let you know uh the justice league and others like in in to uh, help him and stuff i i i do buy that you know because it, yeah. it it seems true to the to the batman character that he would uh be very just you know and i think it's 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 true of kind of um you know, I, I don't like this term, but like alpha male pipe, right? Like yeah. <laughs> they, they can they can peg everybody for who they are, but they can't do it to themselves, or yeah. they, they're just they don't want to. And mm-hmm. so, so I buy that. So I, I agree with him there. Um, but what's uh, what's funny to me is seeing the uh, you know, or well, not funny, but one of the things that like I really loved was the backstories for all the different uh, Dark Knights. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that. Uh, th- those um, you know six or seven issues uh, that you know yeah. their stories were just so interesting and um, and and all of them you know to a certain extent I thought made a lot of sense I loved um, and even like the teams that that did those books you know Josh uh, Josh William Joshua Williamson who was on the Flash at the time mm-hmm. who did the Red Death and uh, and you know and it was. Um, you know, uh, James Tynan, who did the Batman Who Laughed, and uh, <clears throat> and Sam Humphreys, who was on Green Lanterns, was doing the, um, mm. oh shoot, what was his name? What's his name? The Green Lantern Batman. Uh, this is so embarrassing. You should know. <laughs> Here's my research. Yeah, I, I've got uh, the book with me. I'll see. I'll see if it's. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what What is it? I, I want to say Grim something. Uh, but uh, but uh, you know, and then they yeah. either yeah, yeah. way they, they they were all sort of uniquely suited to mm-hmm. tell these really great stories, and 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 I and I loved feeling like in in every one of those stories they were very tragic and scary, and and that's like Batman off the deep end, which is a horrifying thought anyway. You know, it's a a trope that is overdone in comics that you know mm-hmm. I, I i'm sure you'll agree with is the evil superman right you yeah, know, yeah. The, well you know lois lane dies and clark kent goes off the deep end kind of a thing <laughs> mm-hmm. um or something like that you know i, I don't mind it if it's like uh, like an omni man or homelander if it's somebody yeah yeah that's uh, a parody of it or an homage or whatever but when it's superman it it, it gets tiring it's like all right i i don't i've read you know 30 years of Clark Kent stories where he, he always pulls through and you're going to tell me now yeah. this is what pushed him over the edge. Like, give me a break. Uh, that having, having said that, uh, Injustice is one of my, uh, one of my favorite comics of all time. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just think it was done better there than in other yeah. mm-hmm. Um Whereas, and, and I like that about this story that, that, that Clark holds on to the hope that he can find Batman and, and mm-hmm. I like that you know there's there's the scene where 
um, you know, like the, the boys are putting on a little rock show and parents are all watching and, and Clark's like, no, 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 he had a, we have a code, we have a private SOS and mm-hmm. he was reaching out to us. And, it, and, you know, and then it kind of turns out to be a trick. They lure Clark into the dark multiverse. But I love that, like that to me, I was like, okay, that's the Superman I love though. The Superman mm-hmm. that's going to dive headfirst into the pool of lava, the pool of evil to save his friend. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like that. And I like seeing the, the, the dark supermen that were there kind of talking yeah. to Batman, you know, it's like, I was like, I, I want tie-ins for those guys. Where are yeah, they? yeah. No, no I, I liked a couple of them. Um, like they, those evil Superman were interesting. And I like uh, just another kind of um, way that like Snyder uh, gets both like Batman and Superman is I think it's the one that's in like Lex's uh, like you know green armor, like the, yeah. the traditional like suit um but it's like when they all go to batman the way that batman uh rescues himself is that like he knows like he says that clark has no imagination for weapons yep uh like yep. he wouldn't make weapons himself because well, like number one he's superman he doesn't need weapons but more right. significantly He's like Batman, where he does not like anything that can take a life. Like he, he does not like weapons. Right. Um. He he's like ideologically uh, uh, like opposed to to them. Um. If if they're gonna take an innocent life, so uh, or any life really. Right. Um. So the so the fact that like he figured out like okay you didn't make that because you have no imagination for weapons mm-hmm. um and i kind of recognize something similar from the bat cave so i know how that works right and able to steal it like that 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 was really cool yeah um and and it's like the to, to your earlier point about like you know the uh how morrison and snyder have like played up like fat god <laughs> just yeah, the, yeah. the batman being unstoppable and stuff it's moments like that and where where there's like some logical kind of reasoning behind that yeah uh, like yeah superman would never like make a weapon like this so like mm-hmm. and that's how he knows how to turn it against him it's like that kind of thing i can buy because that's like his deductive reasoning there his you know that yeah. that's him thinking it through logically uh other things like you know the the clay face bit or the you know i planted this like i came up with this 10 years ago and have held on to it <laughs> this exact situation ever happened it's right like, that's that's more of a stretch <laughs> No, no, I, I, hundred percent, am with you there. I, if he can get out of a situation, and, and and arguably Batman is more interesting when he can get out of those situations by being smart as opposed mm-hmm. to being kind of crazy planning ahead guy. Um, yeah. Which I believe Batman would do, but I also don't. But I don't believe he could prepare for anything. Yeah. Uh, because right, yeah. it's 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 less. It, you know, it just, it just feels like lazy storytelling in a way you know and yeah, I, I hate to say yeah. that about Snyder is one of my favorite writers and I've met him a few times he's a great guy 
Um, but it just sometimes it's just a little like, all right, like, you know, but the the whole idea of it being uh, metal and, you know, being this big thing about nth metal and well, mm. we got to find whatever traces we can of nth metal. And then they find the 10th metal. You know, it's, just, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's so interesting to me. And it's so funny because it's one of those, it, it's how I felt when uh, Jeff Johns was leading up to like Blackest Night and all that stuff. The, mm-hmm. the idea that every color of the rainbow has its own lantern. Yeah. And it, it's like, man, this idea would be really stupid, but it's done so well and makes so much sense that yeah i i'm yeah, all like like with blackest night it was like oh this is just like power rangers almost bit, like yeah. with all, all these different colored lanterns except like d- despite that silly concept of like oh it's power rangers but green lantern it worked <laughs> like yep. it worked really and nothing against power rangers uh, sure. of course <laughs> but but like you know yeah like that that worked in for blackest night and it's still working for green lantern you know uh, 10 15 years later however long ago he introduced the different colored lanterns um so yeah Yeah. like i re i really do like how snyder like pulled in all these like different elements of the D- DC universe, like uh, Nth Metal, but then like the the House of Mystery, mm-hmm. um, uh, Detective Chimp, <laughs> like all these other kind of like obscure characters that like uh, not a lot of uh, anyone a- anyone who doesn't read DC or watch a lot of like DC stuff won't know who the hell a lot of these guys are like right no one will have heard of detective chimp outside of anybody who's read dc so um, yeah it's uh it's really cool that he like pulled in all all these different things for like fans to uh you know point to and be like oh my god like i can't believe i'm seeing this and then anyone who who like hasn't read the story or, or hasn't read a lot of DC stories will be like, oh, that character's kind of cool. I, I want to go pick up another story with this guy. Yep. You know, so. and, and that's when uh, James Tynan uh, relaunched Justice League Dark with uh, Detective Chimp as, as a lead character. Yeah. Uh, and and that those stories were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, and, and uh, another character, even before the, the way before the Netflix show, obviously, like, uh, like Dream, right? Um, yes. Because there's been multiple versions of the sandman throughout mm-hmm. uh throughout you know dc and vertigo history but i i liked this version and i remember reading an interview with snyder where he like reached out to neil gaiman he was like hey i just i want to include him in my story and sent this like long-winded email like you know and he, like he, i think he'd really fit because he's telling the story and we're in this mm-hmm. library and that's how he like, hit through line throughout it and neil gaiman just responded okay you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i i can see Snyder doing that and uh one of my favorite Snyder stories is uh I think my sister and I were at um Heroes Con in Charlotte North Carolina back in mm-hmm. 2012ish and uh and Snyder was talking about how he wanted to get Jock for his uh his uh, Black Mirror story mm-hmm. and and the editors at the time were like you're not going to be able to get Jock like Jock doesn't do this stuff like he doesn't do monthly books, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm going to ask him anyway. And apparently, like, they went to the bar and 
you know, and Jock's like a big, you know, uh, European guy, so he can hold yeah. his beer, right? <laughs> yeah. They just kept pounding back beers, and he kept pitching a story, and finally Jock was like, yeah, man, like, yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll do it with you. And then he's like, yeah, I went home that night, and I sent an email to my editor, and I said, guess what, Mike? <laughs> I talked to Jock today, and he's in, and like passed that on his keyboard. <laughs> and that that story has always stuck with me. Like, oh man, I love this guy. Just the the cojones on him, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And and I think even with uh, Capullo, you know, like they famously didn't get along at first. Yeah. And and then they're at the point now where they're they're doing this, you know, at least in twenty, you know, seventeen, eighteen, whenever this came out doing this big event together like mm-hmm. you know and it's like hey greg you're gonna draw not just the justice league but you're gonna draw like you know uh, a mechanized you know uh voltron yeah. justice league in the beginning right you know yeah. and then it's gonna be the, the world's on fire the different yeah uh, dark knights yeah. all these different evil batman and, and stuff like that yeah which um capolo has been like one of my favorite artists uh uh, like in the last 10 years i i never really like heard of him or saw much of his work before he jumped onto batman with snyder mm-hmm. um so seeing him get to like play with the entire dc universe and his takes on, on these characters was really really cool because i i think he's a great artist um just like not just with his character work but with how he lays out his pages and stuff like that and um yeah seeing his designs for uh like all the like new characters like the dark knights and even the you know evil superman that we see Mm -hmm. um those were like really cool and uh you know well done like just some that like really grab you like obviously batman who laughs but then you've got like the red death and um i forget the god of wars batman like what what his name was uh the merciless yes yeah and um i did Look up the Green Lantern. His name was Dawnbreaker. Dawnbreaker. Okay. (laughs) Knew it had something to do with light. (laughs) Yeah. So, so like just seeing all these like uh, concepts of like, oh, yeah, like what would, um, what, you know, what would Batman meet Ares look like? What would Batman meet the Flash looks, look like? Like those were like some really wild uh, concepts. And, um, which only like, got crazier and crazier like i i can only imagine um the emails about like yeah we're gonna have joker dragons flying up in the (laughs) sky and then later on batman is gonna ride one of them (laughs) that's i have that image actually right over there signed (laughs) i got at uh awesome con in uh 2018 uh in washington dc and they were you know and it's that kind of and I love that, like, the comic calls out the ridiculousness of it, where it's yeah. like, I, I think it's, you know, it's like, oh, uh, it's like, where's, where's Bruce? Like, oh, he's, he's up there in, in shining armor, you know, riding a Joker dragon. And Dick Grayson's just like, of course. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, you know, I, I love that the comic, aren't, Snyder especially, isn't afraid to just say something like that. Like, okay, yeah, sure he is. Like, just how silly is that? Yeah. Uh, you know, my nephew had a similar reaction. You know, he's, 
when he you know, came over for Christmas, uh, you know, last year or whatever, he saw that picture and he was like, what's this? I was like, that's Batman riding a Joker dragon. He's like, yeah, of course it is. And we all just <laughs> laughed like, it's what it was, man. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, um, one of my only, like, criticisms of the story and artwork is kind of in, like, the final issue where just, it seems like everything happens in that issue, like, a little fast. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, the Justice League, they get all, all, all the, you know, um, the, the 10th metal upgrades or whatever. And then they go fight the Dark Knights, but that like only lasts like less than a page. I think it's something like, you know, you flip a few pages later and it's just all of a sudden they're all defeated. And it's right. like, oh man, I, I would have liked to see some of those fights and uh, it's stuff. It's just... But but like that that's you know whatever like <laughs> that that's a small gripe because the story was really cool and like with how much was going on it's like yeah i can i can see why you wouldn't have the space to do like each individual <laughs> fight of like you know wonder woman versus the merciless and uh, aquaman versus um the drowned uh, yeah uh yeah, no, yeah. I, no i i get it too it's, it's the same thing i feel like Jeff Johns is really guilty of in his events and even some of yeah. his regular stuff. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll uh, he'll do all this world building and then and then it's like oh crap I got to finish it by issue number six mm-hmm. and it's and by then it's like okay well you did all this world building and now like some of it isn't paying off as well as it should um, yeah so so I think Snyder kind of fell into that trap a little bit where yeah it's like yeah you, I know um, like a common criticism that i've heard from like both within you know us who uh listen or to or are part of bof and so is that snyder starts things really well but then his endings aren't as great as his starts um which i i don't entirely agree with because like I, I love a lot of his like i love the ending to uh court of owls and to um death of the family and yeah. and uh zero and endgame you know I, I i think he like did pay those off really well um but yeah this one was it's uh yeah, it, get, it just gets a little rushed because, like, I mean, there's so much to deal with in yeah. the final issue, as well as then setting up, like, the next thing, which Snyder isn't guilty for on his own, necessarily. Like, I mean, so many DC events can be pointed at as, like, ending just to start, like, the next, you know, relaunch or the next, you know, event and whatever um so it's not it's not just him like that and that's probably you know more of a uh editorial kind of thing i'm sure editorial mandate of like yeah you're moving on to justice league after this so you have to spend some time setting up your justice league and what the next event is for that (laughs) you know yeah it's uh yeah because i think that his uh he has a really strong grasp of character mm-hmm. and and you know when i when i am reading him uh reading wonder woman i i feel like 
I don't feel like Wonder Woman or Superman's dialogue could be interchanged, right? You know. Yeah. So, but but I but I totally agree that some that the ending gets rushed and it it just uh, and maybe it's just at that point where it's like we've seen so much fighting, we've seen so much, you know, hell on earth that like let's just end it with like kind of a bright light and then they can all go have a party at <laughs> at Wayne Manor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> looks like the coolest party in the entire universe. Like. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's like, oh, you know, Alfred has us in tuxes and we're going to have all these fancy meals. And um, and then, you know, we're going to dance dance the night away and then it'll be like, oh, and then, you know, let me tell you my grand plan for relaunching the Justice League. And it's like, yeah, it's like, I, I, I you know, that that last issue, number six, I've read so many times because it, it's just it has it is a lot of fun. But I agree that there's parts that are a little uh it does feel a little disjointed. Like they, we just got to get the stuff out there. Um, but a lot of it still works. Like the yeah, the fight between Batman who laughs and Batman and Joker, right? Yeah, um, well, which know. I did not see. I was like, oh, like I, I was kind of wondering early on, like you know, uh, after they introduced the Dark Knights, so I was like, when is like actual joker gonna get in this yeah. and it got to the point where i'm like yeah he's not showing up and we're... and so like it was a huge surprise that mm-hmm. oh yeah joker's here and he's teaming up with batman against batman who laughs like yeah. of all people so that that was a really fun like cool reveal uh, which is also like a nice callback to his very first Batman issue when, you know, Batman's in the asylum and he's fighting all the villains. And then, uh, you know, it's just Dick Grayson wearing like a Joker yeah. costume. But like, at first you think like, what are they doing fighting? Like with each other. Like, right. Right. Teaming up with each other. So that was a nice callback to, to that. I felt. And, and then like, if there is anybody that both, Batman and Joker would team up to fight against. It would be like a combination, <laughs> like someone who is both Batman and Joker. And and, uh, and I love the uh, and it's and Snyder has done it a couple other times when like you know Batman who laughs has him pinned down. He's got the gun to his head. And he's like, just pull the damn trigger, and and then Joker shoots at him, and he's like, yeah, I wasn't talking to you. You know, it's like yeah. it, it's it's stuff like that that's like this like badass like action movie moment where you're just like yeah that's Batman you know yeah um, and you know what it also reminds me of is uh, Infinite Crisis when the Joker's only in literally a couple pages of it yeah because he's, he's pissed off that he's not a part of the secret society and then Luther ends up using him to kill the Alexander Luther from Earth three and he's like that was your yeah. big mistake you didn't let the Joker play. And he killed him. I just was like, that's so cool. What a fun payoff to that. Um, Mm. And then with this, it's like, and I love that Batman just straight up calls attention to it. Like, you know, know, just for the record, we're never speaking of this ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and I love the way Capullo draws the Joker, right? You know, just, Mm -hmm. he just look, he just looks, uh, and even the Batman who left, just otherworldly. Like, this isn't a human being. This is some sort of like, you know, creature from like from hell or something, right? You know, yeah. just uh, and and that's obviously how Snyder writes the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing where like Batman is invincible, but also his Joker is just almost as invincible, you know, <laughs> to, to the point of ridiculousness in, in some of those stories. Um, 
but you know it, it's it, it's cool that he tied in all this stuff because this could have just been like a fun like whatever oh we called it metal because you know we're big metal fans that's why we called it that which obviously <laughs> is part of it but yeah it's like no batman has you know he's been exposed to this you know prometheum dionysium um mm-hmm. uh, all this you know random <laughs> you know made up metals in the dc universe you know it's like what is Marvel at? Vibranium and adamantium. Like, no, no, like yeah. Scott Snyder <laughs> made his own periodic table practically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I love that because it's like, oh, okay, so that explains and, and it's like, well, that's that's why they can use me. I can sink into the dark multiverse because I have these metals inside me. Yeah. And it's so it's that weird comic booky logic that's like, huh, that's weird, but I kind of buy it because you've been building up to it so okay sure why not you know <laughs> um it, it just it, it just works you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no for sure um and it's really like like i like i'm not i doubt all of this was you know like planned you know like uh right <laughs> back when he's like first started but it's makes it better though what like if you go back to the beginning of snyder's run and you know with court of owls and and, and how they raise the talons with the dionysium and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that and and you read like each subsequent uh arc in, in his run and then you get to metal and it's like all this stuff is suddenly now like all really connecting like like much yeah. more than it did in his actual run because you know he 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 would go back to ideas and characters and and stuff like that like throughout his whole run, but then it's like me- like metal as much as a self-contained event that it is, it's like almost reads like um, a, a grand finale to uh, um, his his Batman. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I love that we get. We get Batman at his best and his worst. And mm-hmm. and Snyder even talked about how he felt like the theme of it was depression. You know, the idea that yeah. he's in the, the dark multiverse. All I saw were endings. You know, you mm-hmm. you you know, Clark and Diana really helped pull him out of it and yeah. remind him why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. And and it's that kind of stuff that I think that some of the greatest like not just comic books, but science fiction in general, when you can tell like this one, Twilight Zone is at its best. When yeah. you can tell a really great allegory for a real world thing, mm-hmm. and and dress it up in this weird, you know, like there's a gremlin on the wing of the plane, right? You know, <laughs> or yeah. uh, I'm stuck in the dark multiverse and I can't get out. Um, and it's like, oh, well, this is speaking to people's anxieties about flying. You know, this is speaking to depression. It 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 makes it that much more relatable for me. And I remember even talking to Snyder about it saying like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've like, I've dealt a lot with depression and you talking about all that and you being so open about your anxiety and your depression and how that kind of fuels a lot of your writing is really Mm -hmm. inspiring to me. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm glad you said that. And he's like, and Hey, don't listen to your brain. Your brain wants to trick you, you know, just you got to power through that stuff. And, you know, he signed some stuff. We talked for a minute and I walked away a little teary eyed. I felt like Mm -hmm. that was, you know, that little two-minute interaction was great. We had, you know, I got, like, life advice from this great Batman yeah. writer, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's not, like, I, I met, uh, 
you know, aside from like, yeah, chat, chatting with him in a couple of interviews and, and, you know, seeing him at Comic Cons, like he's a really cool dude, like ve- yep. very nice, very approachable, down to earth. And, you know, like he, yeah, like he, he is very open to talking to the fans and, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, sharing his ideas and feelings. So, like, yeah, he, he, he's a, not just like one of my favorite writers because of like the stories that he makes, but just yeah. of of like the guy he is. Like he's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I um it's funny because when uh it was right before uh the the death of the family arc started, I was in New York Comic Con and mm-hmm. it was it was right after the Avengers movie came out. So I asked so everybody I was meeting I was asking, oh, so what, what was your favorite part of the Avengers or what was your favorite or what's your favorite Joker story? Mm-hmm. And and Grant Morrison said his favorite Joker story was The Dark Knight. And I was like, the movie? He was like, yeah, it's my favorite Joker story. It's the best one. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I did not expect you to say that, but okay. You, know, you get a, <laughs> you get a yeah. lot of the, the typical answers like the, the five-way yeah. revenge, Dark Knight Returns, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but Snyder said um, Return of the Joker. But that was his all-time favorite Joker story. Oh, nice. and and I was like, yeah, that is a great one. Yeah, it, it it really is. And and my sister, who's a huge Batman Beyond fan, she like grabbed yeah. me and she was like, "No one ever said Batman Beyond." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, Batman Beyond kind of gets forgotten about sometimes." But but yeah, no, that's uh, and I love that. Uh, you know, there's, I feel like, his Joker is the. The return of the Joker, like cranked up to eleven, right? You know, mm-hmm. just, um, you know, just the the evilest of evils. Um, yeah, and it's why it makes it so fun when you have this team up at the end of the story. You know, or you even have like the Joker dragon flying at Batman. He punches <laughs> it in the face, and he's like, "All right, I got it." <laughs> he's <just> flying <laughs> yeah. around on him. Um, it just, it, you know, there's just something about it that just works, and it's just so. Mm-hmm. Um, like man, like like Snyder really gets this stuff. Like he had a, a Superman run, the Superman Unchained, which mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and same with like I said before, his Swamp Thing run was, you know, just really really great stuff. Got me into the Swamp Thing character, to be honest with you. Um, and it's like, man, I just wish he could, you know, I you know I wish he hadn't left DC. It's great he's doing his own stuff, and a lot of that stuff is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I wish he'd go back to DC and and do like a Hawkman story or do a, yeah. a Wonder Woman story, you know, and, you know, I'm sure Tom King's going to do great when that comes out. Um, but it's like, sometimes I just, you know, and especially like Tom King even talked about that. He was like, I'm going to be following Scott Snyder on Batman. Like, am I crazy? <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, he had to kind of carve out his own thing and do, and do his own thing there, um, which is such a, you know what what a what a task to follow all that right but yeah well it, it's kind of like um i'm sure what like tony daniel and scott snyder felt like i'm gonna be following grant morrison like yeah. that's yeah. a a huge thing like mm-hmm. especially with a run like what what grant morrison had because like just think of it like it started out like you know pure kind of like detective adventure pulp and then all of a sudden it's oh yeah yeah here's a uh, batman of zernar and uh, <laughs> here's all this other crazy stuff and uh oh yeah here's final crisis and yep. now we have batman going through time <laughs> like 
all this zaniness, which like, you know, is almost out of nowhere. But like when you read it, it's like, oh, no, it's been slowly building up to more zany, crazy stuff with Grant Morrison's like, oh, yeah, everything is canon. <laughs> yeah. And, approach. And and that's what I what I liked about, uh, you know, like you kind of were saying about Snyder is that he probably wasn't planning this from the beginning, but mm. it but the way he did it that better than a lot of other writers where it didn't feel like, oh, yeah, I've been planning for this for, for a long time. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of naturally led up to it where he, you know, probably being his own worst critic and probably his own biggest mm-hmm. fan, too, as I think a lot of people can be, yeah. you know, going, look at people, this meant this and, and this all this led to this and this and this, you know, like, uh, oh, I can pull from all this other stuff I did, you know, like the, the rebirth machine and uh, you know, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. It's like, it's like, man, like your your brain, just like Morrison, is firing on different mm-hmm. cylinders than the rest of us, and yeah. that's kind of wild to me. <laughs> yeah, well, I think like he's kind of referred to Morrison as like his mentor a bit, mm-hmm. yep. and um, and re- reading something like Metal, and then even you know Snyder's own like his later Batman stories, like like uh, um his last arc you know where he introduced like the rebirth machine or or uh you know last night on earth um and then even after batman like when he's on justice league all all this crazy like you know um anything can happen kind of thing it's like oh yeah and like no this definitely feels like he was morrison's uh protege (laughs) almost um yeah which uh reminded me of um a really funny story he told at uh he he was at fan expo here um i think 2018 2019 um and uh he 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 told uh all of us in the crowd that um he had talked with um morrison about uh the ending of metal and like you know, because because the ending of metal, it's like the there's the a crack in the source wall, and that was yeah. like the thing that would lead into Justice League. Um, so yeah, crack in the source wall of like the wall of the universe. So like, what's going to come on the other side? And Morrison, they said, um, uh, they they had this idea, and they um, uh, Snyder and him they talked it over, and were like. Uh, Oh yeah, it, it. How about crack in the universe? Panel like zooms in, zooms in, and then on the other side of the source wall is the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, we 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 see if we can like you know get like Spider Man, whatever, like all, all all the Avengers, like just in for like one panel. They mm-hmm. took that idea to editorial and. Uh, or, or Snyder like took it to editorial and they shot it down immediately. <laughs> they were like, sure, no, <laughs> no, you cannot do that. No, that right. is a hard no. And it's like, oh, but uh, like, can you just imagine like the reaction that would have that would have had? <laughs> yeah, that, I... And like that, that's only an idea that could come from like Morrison. Like, oh yeah, just just have it like you know uh, the Marvel universe on the is on the other side. It, it's it's that kind of stuff, you know. It's like uh, I, I, 
you know, the JLA Avengers run from like the early 2000s. Yeah, you know? yeah that George uh, Perez did, yeah. Yeah, mm. it, great story. And uh, the, the amalgam stuff from the 90s. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's there's no reason not to do this other than you guys are just greedy jerks. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and the comic books are a drop in the bucket when it comes to like the movie, the TV shows we all produce, mm. like seemingly willy nilly. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, let's, uh, Let's cancel Batgirl, but but keep the Flash going. It's a whole conversation in itself. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Flash looks great. But uh, you, know, you tell me you couldn't recast. You, you you took away the mustache. You know, a couple movies ago, and <laughs> yeah. But whatever, it's all good. <laughs> but like Frick, um, the other Snyder replaced a whole other person in army of the dead (laughs) yeah you're telling me you can't do that yeah it (laughs) it's 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 possible especially because the movie was delayed like 17 times i mean part of that like the pandemic of course but yeah yeah the other part of it's a silliness but again it's (laughs) water under the bridge at this point what are you gonna do but um but yeah it's it's that kind of stuff that like I, I, I love when they joke about it, like Bendis joked about it when Age of Ultron ended and he brought in uh, Angela uh, from like, a, I think, Image or something, wherever she was from. Um, oh, yeah. To, yeah. Be, to be a part of the Marvel Universe, because I guess, like, he did joke, like, you know, wouldn't it be funny if it was like Batman or Superman or somebody that, that came through this crack in time or whatever? And of course, again, he was shot down like that. Um, but it's also like, yeah, but like, why not? You know, yeah. you're, you know, and I remember during the pandemic when comic books were stopped being produced for a few months and there were people saying, I think now's the perfect time for DC and Marvel to get back together and do the amalgam stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah and do James, like around around two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and James Tynan said, I want to do Dark Claw. And I remember just thinking that would be so good. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, my God. But. Maybe one day. Who 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 knows? Um, yeah. Well, but... it's funny. I, I read uh, like funny. Now we're talking about this because <laughs> another separate podcast for this. But like, I, I saw James Gunn. Like, he was recently asked, like, you know, um, where the like would you ever do like a, a Marvel versus DC movie or event thing? And James Gunn said. The chances are higher now that I'm in charge. So it's like, yeah, he gets it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like who, that, who? That's that's something fans would like to see, and you could do that really well. It, you know, even even if it was just in the comic books or like an animated movie or two. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I did a whole thing about the, the Stan Lee versions of these DC characters. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. in, on the other show, like just like stuff like that. That's so much fun um and and this book in particular you know getting to explore the multiverse and the dark multiverse you know really you know and i love that we have this big splash page of all these different batmen coming to fight mm-hmm. you know yeah. and it just and then you have plastic man who just turns himself simultaneously into like a, a tank and a shark and you know all this <laughs> other stuff is just uh and i love that there's like the narration from dream it i think in chapter three or four where it's just like you know what you know you know, and all that's left in the universe is Wonder Wonder Woman and Superman and uh, plastic egg. <laughs> just, I did like ellipse there. I just, uh, you know, it. And even when they like show like all the stuff happening and all the heroes react to it, it made me. <laughs> I was like, this has to be an homage to uh, Rocky Horror 
where it's just like, you know, like Mr. Terrific going and, you know, uh, Green Lantern going and then the plastic egg just like Rocky, just like not reacting. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or having like the exclamation point next to the egg thing. Um, but even that was like a fun thing. Like, oh, well, here's this character that, you know, maybe DC just for a while didn't know what to do with. Then Snyder was like, let's just say he's like an egg because he's afraid yeah. of how powerful he is. Yeah. But, yeah uh, well, it, it's, uh, it reminds me too of like Snyder using Starro in uh, his Justice League. Cause Starro's another guy who like, yeah, hasn't shown up. And I forget, did he, did he show up in, in metal or? Yeah. He's, maybe, he, no, he's, he's, yeah, in, no, no. Yeah. He's on, yeah, on Thanagar prime. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so so that that was part of another lead into Justice League, but yeah, like he's like, oh yeah, no, Starro's going to be this, you know, uh, like sailor cursing, like, <laughs> just weird, crazy dude who's just like, yeah, I'm ready for you know to kill you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, and it is is such a good line where he, he like blocks Hal's thinking so he can't make constructs. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm going to kick that thing's ass. And leave Mr. Terrific like, well, he doesn't really have an ass. He's like, well, I'll find it and I'll kick it. And then like <laughs> a little bit later, like when he gets free and everything, you just hear Starro go, ow, my ass. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. That's yeah, I know. Good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Really funny payoff. Um, and, you know, and like I said, the, excuse me, the Justice League stuff that came after this was really great. I was a big fan of the, the Batman Who Laughs uh, miniseries. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, one. yeah. We 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 haven't we haven't talked fully about that character yet, but uh, but yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I do think he kind of overstated his welcome a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> but uh, but really, a, a an interesting character because I think you get to see and and that tie-in that one shot was like one my favorite of the of the tie-in because it just it was just so uh it it. It was the worst case scenario, the the most horrifying of all the Batman, right? Yeah. Um, and and I like everything that they, you know, the the other characters, they all made sense. And uh, a line that stuck with me about the um, the the Doomsday one is, uh, you know, he says, "I wanted to find a way so that Clark could never hurt me again." It's like, whoa, that's that hardcore. <laughs> yeah. And and then you get to the Batman who laughs and. It's just terrifying, and mm-hmm. and I love that uh, you know Snyder talked about people who cosplay as him, and they have like the the thing over their eyes, you know, and they have to kind of like you know move it up so they can look around, and yeah, <laughs> or when they're like, oh, let's get a selfie, and they they move it back over their eyes, they can't really see anything, and he kind of explained it in in that mini series, like we see things differently because of his dimensional energy or whatever, um, and it's just like. Like that's just, you know, you could do something as simple as like, oh, it's just, you know, a two-way mirror. <laughs> what, sure, it's, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the design of him was really cool. Like, not not what you would expect a uh, like Batman Joker hybrid to look like. Yeah, but like, yeah, really cool and terrifying. And then just yeah, the the. That uh, one shot with him, where I explained his backstory, is so freaking bleak. <laughs> like, oh yeah, one of 
one of the darkest uh, comics that I've read because <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. just everything Batman Who Laughs does to the Justice League, like forcing, you know, for forcing Superman and John to tear Lois apart. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> it it's um, it, it's it's really horrifying stuff and. You almost want to just because uh, James Tynan wrote that. You just want to reach out to him afterwards. And be like, you okay, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> yet you know you got a you got a yeah. meeting with your therapist coming up because you might need it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, so yeah, like really cool, like interesting character and idea because you always get this like you know, uh, you know, like oh yeah, like Batman can never kill the Joker because then that way the Joker wins and you know he he could be end up uh, you know. Uh, just like him, and he'll just kill the rest of his villains and stuff. You know, y'all, you always see that argument, kind of, um, or, or like, oh yeah, if he kills Joker, or if he kills like anybody, he's gonna lose his humanity, and um, it's, yeah, just you always see those kind of arguments, but then like what they did was so interesting here. Of like, no, it's. Yeah, like he kills the Joker because like it's a last resort, absolute last resort thing. He doesn't want to, but he has to. Mm-hmm. Kills the Joker, but then it's not a like a automatic like psychotic break of like, oh, I'm gonna kill uh everybody now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it's like, oh no, something it's like one last fail safe the Joker did to ensure he would win with like this gas thing that was like the same thing that created him. And, you know, I, I like, yeah, like we've talked about Batman planning for everything and Joker planning for everything. (laughs) This still seems actually quite like very much Joker though, like something that he would actually do. Um, So yeah, the, the idea that he would win like this and that it's, it's all of Batman's intellect with all of the Joker's like crazy evil and ruthlessness and is uh, just really, really neat. And then watching that all unfold, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. both within that one shot and then like with what he does in the, uh, you know, the metal story is just crazy. Like he really interesting character. Snyder wrote him really well and made him like really uh, intriguing and terrifying and a villain that you wanted to see get taken down. Uh, and... Yeah, for sure. Like uh, just the, and those are sort of the, the, the best villains in a way, like the, the ones mm. that you just, you know, you can't wait to see their, how they get their comeuppance, you know, in some way, mm. form. And, and I also like that he's not a villain that we need to, you know, the, all the villains in this aren't ones that we need to sympathize with. You know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't need to understand why they're doing what they're doing. It's like in Barbados's mind, like it, it said throughout the whole book, all roads lead back to darkness, and that's just all he wants: bring the universe back to darkness. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, that's motivation enough for me. You know, to yeah. be just to be evil, and the Justice League has to stop it. And it's it's one of those things where. I, you know, the, the stakes keep getting higher and higher. And, you know, you see, you know, Hawkgirl become Lady Blackhawk. You see uh, Black Adam say, we made a deal with Barbados, you know, the immortals, mm-hmm. and we're going to, you know, we're going to 
make sure his plan succeeds. And it's just mm-hmm. all this stuff where you're just like, man, this is uh, like, you know, the, you know, all the, you know, like you said, that it was like a surprise seeing like, the Joker at the end. It's like, you know, seeing the, uh, like what happened to, to Carter Hall, who became this monster in the, you mm-hmm. know, at the World Forge and stuff. It's just, you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff that it's, it's almost like, it's frustrating to read because you're just like, can't they just win this one? But it's like, yeah. but it's like, it's a good frustration, right? Because mm-hmm. we're the readers going, no, I want my heroes to win, and you're making it harder for them to win. Why are you doing this to them? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but that's, but that's the point, right? You know, they, they should, it should be a struggle because if they were just these omnipotent beings, it, it wouldn't be nearly as interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um... I, I yeah, I think Snyder like really did play well with with that like aspect of like hopelessness and like mm-hmm. how how are the heroes gonna get out of this? Because <laughs> um you know so many so many stories like obviously you know the heroes are like you know just as egg is gonna win. <laughs> right, right. You know, you, you you might not know how, but you know that they're gonna win. So it's like sometimes hard to like make those stakes like high enough that like you you believe that um they might not win or at least like if they do then it's going to be like a heavy cost they're going to pay right so i i do remember expecting so like be leading to um some like big death or two with this yeah. <laughs> like i was expecting that so I, I was surprised when there wasn't really any deaths which is kind of kind of a first for a dc event <laughs> uh yeah especially with, you know, with the flashes yeah so um but so yeah like the I, I I'll bring it back to your point about like Superman saying like you know oh yeah like Batman's down there we have to go get him mm-hmm. and you know it's Superman you don't think he's gonna fail or right. he's or, or anything so the fact that it's like oh no we counted on you to like come down here because we need you because you're the last part of this battery thing mm-hmm. like uh, then then it's like yeah how am I gonna get out of this <laughs> like. Yeah. So so he made he made um he he and like even the the writers on the you know the um other miniseries like the the resistance and stuff like that they they also like made it like really believable stakes of like like look how, look how much has gone to shit and <laughs> how how are they possibly going to to beat this right. And, you know, and it starts with that kind of cool thing in the beginning about, you know, the, 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 the fulcrum, right. You know, where they, mm-hmm. they become like, like I said, the Voltron Justice League. <laughs> and, and then, uh, and I love that, that, that kind of pays off later when they, they, they again kind of have to combine their energies and that's what saves the universe. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it, it sounds so like cliche and silly. Oh, they just held hands and saved the day, but it's like, yeah, but like I, I, I bought it because 
at, at that point the story you know had had built them up in such a mythic way and they'd been beaten down so much that at that point now i i'm so excited that they're getting their win and mm. that they they take a moment to you know you know like i talked about the party it's like it's just like that part is so fun. It's just like, mm. it, you know, it's almost like a Brad uh, Metzler thing, right? You know, it's like, well, <laughs> you get just kind of like, you know, put on some tuxedos and, and hang out at Wayne Manor. It's like, yeah, yeah. but like, I, uh, we, we miss that stuff sometimes because it's like, I know I want to see the heroes. Like if, you know, if Clark is going to say Bruce is one of my best friends. I want, I want proof of that. And this is going yeah. to be proof of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I do like getting these little bits that like, oh yeah, no, they actually do talk with each other and have personal lives outside yeah. of being, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and like they actually do get together and stuff like uh Yeah. Uh you just mentioned Brad Metzler, who who is great and awesome. One of the things that I really love about Identity Crisis at the the start of the story is like seeing and hearing all these like heroes kind of like talking about each other and hanging out with each other like um you know sue no not sue dingby uh no no it is sue yeah like her leaving a message for alfred saying oh yeah thank you for uh tracking down the shop with this magnifying glass yeah <laughs> I, I wanted to get ralph thank you um yeah 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 he, he's gonna love it so it's like the fact that like, you know, hearing that like, oh yeah, she went to Alfred and, and like Alfred is this kind of like big focal point that like everybody knows and he'll yep. he'll just do anything for, you know, any Justice League member or family of Justice League and stuff. And, and that, but yeah, they all talk and all this stuff. Like, I like that bit. That That's really, that's really cool. Or like hearing... You know, Alfred call Clark Master Kent. <laughs> yeah. You know, whenever that kind of comes up, like that, that's cool. So, so I'm, it, yeah, it is nice that, like, uh, that at, at the end of the book, you do see them, like, all together enjoying, like, uh, some, you know, downtime to, uh, you know, get some sense of normalcy after the craziness that they just experienced. And, yeah. And actually seeing them being friends, because, yeah, so, so many times in Justice League stories or in big events like this, like that that aspect of family and friendship within the Justice League is lost. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, yeah, let's just get to the superheroes fighting each other and stuff. You know? Yeah, and, and I love in, like, the recent uh, John Kent stuff, he kind of called that out and was like, you know, he meets Val Zod and he's like, and he's like, oh, you know, so you don't want to fight me? He's like, no, I think that's weird. Like, we, you know, let's talk first, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, well, there's Tom Taylor, you know, straight up kind of making fun of himself from Injustice, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, from Injustice and also that trope of like, oh, it's a hero or it's somebody I don't know. Like, audiences know it's, a, it's another hero, but the character doesn't. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's someone I don't know. We have to fight them because they're obviously a threat. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that that trope of like, you know, the misunderstanding. Uh, and then it's like, oh, no, you're OK. You're you're this person. You're this person. Uh, you're after that villain. I am, too. OK. Right. Right. Yeah, and that it's trope. It's, it's it's so it's nice to get away from that. And I think this book mm. does a good job of of getting away. Well, you know, it starts off with Batman kind of eluding everybody. Yeah. Uh, but but I like that 
you know, for we were joking before about you know Batman doesn't is not going to learn that lesson. I feel like by the end of this, he does learn that lesson, mm-hmm. um, and it helps propel the the Justice League stories that come afterwards. Um, yeah, and and that's 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 all you want from these characters. Sometimes it's like I just want them to just like be cool with each other, be friends, and that, um, and and not just in these like life or death situations. They're just they're just at a party, and you know they're gonna mm-hmm. dance to this. This random band, uh, I think it was, yeah, I don't remember exactly who it was at this point, but it's just like, like man, that looks that looks fun, you know, and that's just, and it puts a smile on my face reading it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, it's it's definitely a fun story and one with like deeper meaning behind it, but then you get all all, all the like the great uh, you know storytelling. Um, mm-hmm themes and great action and and crazy artwork from Cape- uh, capello yeah so yeah it's like all, all this crazy like good stuff um yeah. yeah so so it's definitely i i really enjoyed this series and um it, it is a nice little like app to uh snyder's batman run um yeah yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. No, it it it, it, it truly is. Uh, and and this has also been a lot of fun. You know, Ricky, I'm glad we got to, to sit down and do this today. Um, such a such a blast to sit down with you know someone who is uh, just just as excited about the stuff as I am, as always. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For uh, sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, so if people are out there in the, uh, hopefully not the dark multiverse, uh, <laughs> but if they're out there looking for you, where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, RichardChurch16. Um, as uh, JJ said, uh, I write for Flickering Myth, uh, covering uh, all types of uh, movie and TV news and uh, doing reviews right now in reviewing superman and lois and uh, mandalorian and uh yeah so you can find my uh, reviews for those shows there awesome and as uh, as for me you can find me um uh at four comic junkies on twitter uh you can also check out the spider-man book club which ricky has been on um uh wherever you get your podcasts um and if you're listening to this on apple Podcasts, please write a review subscribe get those buds and ears and to all you out there, we just want to say, if you're if you're you know seeing only ending, you can't you know you're having a hard time seeing a new beginning. Just um, get get over it. You be a man. Get get the hell over yourself. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but you know, we 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 do encourage everyone to. Uh, I'm a big proponent for therapy, so please get some therapy, especially after reading some of these uh, die-ins. You're going to need it. Uh, but uh, we wish you all luck and we will see you next time